0: Whakarongo ki te tangi kori mako Ko rero flowing at the hooker force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nga ko nga whakapiri mai ki te ko papa tino Whakahirahira whakarongo pi karikari mai Hare are mai o ta ringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kani kani move that body Kani kani
1: move that body E manukorohi manu korohi, e ngā manu koroki, huri noa i te ika a māo i Taranga te tino moana o Raukawa, ki te, te Māora, ko kia koto nau mai hoki mai, welcome back to this installment of taringa, coming to you from Te Ipurao, under the auspices of Te Wananga from the bustling metropolis of Te Aumutu. Tena koe tariao. Tena koe. Tena and we have a very special guest with us. We've had lots of very special people. We are doing know it. Tuna paho nei. Tene te huriaki te mihi ki manu korohi noroto mai o ngati koroki kahukura ka te pania. Tena koe.
2: Kia ora pao Kia ora tariao miharo anau gi tō kupu bustling metropolis
1: Yes you should see the peak hour traffic and tell them these days at three o'clock in the afternoon Hoia no e te tuahine e mihi koe I know you're very very busy with all sorts hmm. of things e mihi nui ana te ngākau a koe mau e whakawātea nei i a koe ki te kōrero me ki e whakapōreare ana i a koe ki te kōrero mai ki a māau Ai,
2: whai ana
1: so, to those of our listeners that don't know who Pania Papa is, Pania Papa is one of the kayako for Te Pānukiritanga o Te Reo Māori. And let me read my shirt to make sure I get this right. The Institute of Excellence in the Māori <laughs> language, and she's had lots of cool shows on Fakata Māori, such as
3: Ako and Opaki and, and, and um, Pukuhohi. Puku <laughs> yeah, just to name
1: a few. And one of the things that she teaches. In te, tango te Reo is Karanga. And Karanga is our Kopaputere. We're back at Tikanga 101. But before we launch into the Korero, we should launch our Kiwaha Ote Wiki. And our Kiwaha Ote Wiki is. Kiwaha. Kangangaro.
3: kangangaro. Let's go with Kangangaro.
1: <laughs> Kangangaro, and maybe because we've got Pānia here, and she's a kiwaha extraordinaire, and Kangangaro hails from Māwaka, maybe she can give a little whakamārama about what Kangangaro means.
2: Kangangaro. Kangangaro, Timoti actually first taught me, or made this kiwaha known to me through, through our kuririo. And according to Timoti back in the day, about 14, 13, 14 years ago, Ka ngangaro, to him, he was told by our kuia of uh, Tainui and Te Nohoki Nui that ka was a mihi to somebody if they had come out and wearing really flash clothes or, you know, they, they, they were... Um, flash-looking, whatever. Uh, <laughs> kāngangaro was, <laughs> was, that? That okay <laughs> um, kā was a way to acknowledge or appreciate, show your appreciation of how well they looked, how mm-hmm. good they looked. I researched kāngangaro for um, our Kiwaha book that Rahui and myself put together um, a few years ago now. And Nana Mere, Auntie Mere Daniels, she married my grandmother's brother. Anyway, she um, told us that it was about kāngangaro was used in the context of somebody um, going away and coming back in a better state. So you might be dressed karukaru, dressed mm-hmm. a little bit uh, raggedy. Then you you're told to go back and get changed, come back out, and you've you've dressed in proper clothes. You know your clothes are a little bit more appropriate for the occasion. So. Ka re re te ra kiwaha, that's when the kiwaha would be used. Ka ngangaro. Ka ngangaro. Ka ngangaro. So, in the ka present context, it's kind of being used a little bit like, oh, that's better, that's much better.
1: Ka pai. Hmm. So, like someone might wake up eh, and ka re rata we horoi, they don't have a wash and they still got pikaru in their eye. And then you go, hey, I'll go for a wash and they come back and you go, ka <laughs> Hey, I, <laughs> It sounds like a personal uh, context you're giving from uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you use it when there's been when there's an improvement. And um hmm. you can use it in a lot of contexts. So, you know, if tario cooked tea tonight and it wasn't that great and then she cooked for us again tomorrow and it was spot on, then I'd say kangangaro around.
2: <laughs> I I like using them in different contexts but I don't think our komatu are quite are on board with that you mm. know using them in, in any which way because yeah. I noticed I used the context for kananga for kai the te Right.
4: and
2: one of the dialogues we wrote was you know something the the kai that was put out for the manuhiri was only a little bit mm-hmm. and then they went back and put some more kai on the table and the kiwaha kāngangaro was said. And um, I'm, I remember Auntie Mere looking at it and thinking, ooh, kai. Mm-hmm. So perhaps <laughs> it is only contextual or only aligns to kākahu or tāngata and perhaps not to kai, but mm-hmm. I'm a fan of using it quite broadly.
1: Yeah, so maybe when people s- perhaps start off using it for the first time, they could use it when they're commenting on someone's appearance, or yeah, and then when they get a bit, someone's when they get a bit more confident, writing, and that's, they
2: that's can a use good it idea. for other things. Always oh, good to be safe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no e te iwi, that's our kiwaha for today and as you know we have our little competition tariawa and I see how many times we can use it through the episode and I seem to win all the time, <laughs> yeah. I think she just forgets, <laughs> Anō, e iwi, um, kai Papa, and just to reflect on some of our previous kaupapa because we've talked about, maybe not at length um, porfiri, but we've talked about the components that make up porfiri, and we've talked about whaikōrero, mō,
3: mō kōha, koha.
1: that was quite a popular episode, the kōha. Yeah. And I think we've left one of the best ones for last. Mm. Maybe should have went first because karanga is the first thing you hear when you come onto the marae. Yeah. And as I said, we're very, very lucky that we have Pane give up some of her time for us today to share her fakaro about karanga. Mm. norera reira, e tuhine, before perhaps we start with the obvious questions about what karanga is, maybe you can just reflect on your experience and your upbringing with karanga and what you saw when you were growing up and how you came to know karanga?
2: My upbringing was at Pōhara, Pōhara Pa, back when we were kids. There were a lot of queer alive back in those days. I was born in 1970, so we still had a, a lot of kaumātua alive around us and, and the marae was thriving then in terms of tikanga and reo was the, the language at Mara meetings and um, amongst the Komatu themselves, Tereo real was really well and truly alive. So our, uh, my, my ake, my great-grandmother was Te and mm. she wasn't a wahine karanga. Uh, her daughter, which is my father's mother, her name was Tereo, and even though her name was Tereo, mm. she had a shocking karanga voice. <laughs> and, and, and she acknowledged it too, and that's I think that's why she pushed us mokupuna to the fore um, quite a lot. So, Tereo, she was a staunch, staunch lady. But when we used to have Wananga Karanga at Puhara, all the women would stand in the Wharinui and we'd just learn our kaka, learn by rote. Mm. And we'd have a book in front of us that our Komatua, Uncle Campbell Clark, gave out, or actually a few of our Komatua, and it would go round and round in circles. And when one finished the Karanga, the next one will start, next one will start after that, and we'll go round and round. And I can remember in some of those statuses when I was a teenager. You'd have our kuia tewerawera on the floor, sitting on the floor, and uh, some of the oldies. And then our nana was beside us with her glasses and her book, you know, stuttering through her karanga. And then (laughs) our mum, who's from England, she'd be there in the circle, Uh trying to wait for her turn and do her karanga. Then our tuakana, so I've got two tuakana, Ata and Linda, and then I'm third in the list. And then our tainawiki. wiki. So we're all in there and we're all in the mix of learning karanga together, which now that I think about it in terms of the old school way of learning karanga, it was highly irregular. Mm. highly irregular that all those generations were learning at once. Mm. But in saying that, I think it was also highly progressive and I think that could be one of the reasons why Kanga is going to be well looked after on our marae once it gets to the, our our kind of younger generations because there were three or four generations learning by rote at that time, all together in, in our whare, you know, in the warmth of, surrounded by the warmth of our tupuna on the walls and our living uh, tupuna sitting around Around us. Uh, so I think about it, it, was a really special way to grow up in in that particular tikanga. I don't karanga on Pohara because it's not my place to. My um, aunties are still alive and, and they're there uh, and they're doing the do on the marai. So the right people are
1: doing the, the job. When is it the right time for wahine to karanga? Who should do the karanga? Mm. Koina
2: I'm a firm believer in representation in terms of our tikanga. Even though I can karanga, it needs to be sanctioned by the right people in order for that karanga to carry its full weight.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It's full tanga, full weight that way. Weirua tanga not so much weight, you know, mana. I think that if you're the right person to do the karanga on your marae, your people will put you forward. Mm. Or you'll find that it falls that way. <laughs> <laughs> It <laughs> it ends up being that way because you're guided into that place. Mm. Because my two older sisters are alive and they both can karanga and do karanga in, in certain um, contexts. We've got plenty of aunties that are coming onto the Pai, pai as matua now and they're able to karanga as well and they want to karanga. Not necessarily as confident as the younger generations, but they can do it. And so they do do it, they mm. carry the mantle, so to speak. So for me, it's your time when your kahui, when your when group of wahine or kui mm-hmm. at your marae either push you forward to do the role because they see something in you or they ask you to fulfil the role or you just end up being there by virtue of the fact that you're the only one there with the skills.
1: hoki. Now, in reflection and in your learnings and your own research, what is karanga? Heaha te karanga?
2: kupu, fai oro Essentially karanga is to me two levels One is a vibration and energy yeah. carried <laughs> through sound And the second one is information So when you put those two things together Kupu, information, messaging And oro, sound, energy, vibration mm. Those two things together make a powerful mix mm-hmm. of energy That can transcend worlds or realms Yes so to me, karanga is the marriage or the combination or joining of words, information, messaging, and sounds, vibrations, mm. to carry our emotions, to carry our wairua, to carry our messaging from one realm to another realm, and also between a realm. So within a realm, from one group to another group. Ooh, that sounds pretty flash. actually. Mm, that's this is the first yeah. time I've seen that in English.
1: <laughs> <That's> deep man. <laughs> But well, I Yeah, yeah. a paku, pakuhi nawanawa tekiri nga Oh,
2: a rose pity, you know, <laughs> It
1: is. And I think it is it's definitely a vibration. My queer, she didn't I th- I think I remember she didn't karanga often because she got to an age she left it to my auntie and others. But yeah, when she did she definitely had that vibration. Mm. And one of them one of my one of the memories and I think I've talked about it before, one of the memories I have of my queer doing the karanga, wasn't even at the marai. We had some manuhiri, well they went were, they weren't manuhili, they were fine now. And they came to visit Nan at her whare. She always used to wake us up early and say, Oh. okay time my money I used to be thinking what sort of money he arrive at this hour of the morning and we had to have the house cleaned and you know our beds made and everything like that. But on this one particular occasion, I think she was expecting some whanau to turn up, and they were komato as well. And when they turned up to the whare, um, Nan was in the kitchen, and uh, her door was always open. Mm. In the summer months, anyway, the door was always open. Anyway, I remember them arriving and, and they're coming up the bottom of the steps, and Nana was in the kitchen and didn't realize they had arrived, and they'd sort of got up to the steps before she saw them. And she done a karanga from the kitchen. Right. Yeah, and it was just a little one, but yeah, and Mihiatu and the and that was sort of one, and I hold on to that idea. And it, I don't know, I appreciate that Karanga was a part of our lives mm-hmm. and the communication mm. and the vibration. And of course, this queer that came with the, some of our fans, she replied as well. And it wasn't a long exchange, but nonetheless. And then they had their Afi Afi and Katangi. Mm. And I remember when I was little, Kareriti no Mara but it was the wairua mm-hmm. I could feel in the karanga when the old the oldies, as you say, when they performed it. Mm-hmm. Mm.
4: Yeah,
2: the karararo pathway for emotions to travel on. Kura mm. hoki Pitihi te tikanga tika karanga. It's another pae way tera. I've described mm. karanga in the past.
1: Pathway for emotions to travel on. So, yeah. Travelling. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <The> traveling. Yeah. Traveling kararoto. <laughs> Tino pai rau atu he in katoine kuriro. So what are some tikanga attached to the karanga? making? a tikanga or te karanga?
2: Tikanga attached to karanga. In terms of uh, 101 basics.
1: Mm. I got the first one. I got the first one. One, first one, mm. got to be a woman. Me wahine.
2: <laughs> Me wahine. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a kawa.
1: <laughs>
4: <tika. the> more so <laughs> than a
2: tikanga. Because tika. <laughs> the kawa are the more serious things that we should really adhere to. The the fact that there needs to be karanga as part of our, especially official meetings and ceremonies, needs to be represented. In terms of tikanga, te yeah, karanga for women, traditionally for women to carry out. And I think because of two reasons, one is women are the tangata and the tangata is called or described as the whare o te ora on one hand. Where mm. the female element has the ability, physical ability, and spiritual um, heritage, I guess, legacy, to bring other offspring into the world, to bring uri into the world. Te whare o te ora. And then, on the other hand, going back to Henanuitipo, the Whare is also called the whare o Aitua, because mm. that's how Maui got crushed. That's where Maui got crushed when he tried to uh, achieve eternal life, mor- immortality. And so Te Whare o aitua, it's a duality that gives, I think, gives females that power to transcend te ao or te ora, the living world, get mm. the ao or mate to the spiritual world, the ao wairua, and back again. So it gives us like a license to travel on that highway, and karanga mm. is the vehicle we use to do that. So the female element is like the engine, I suppose, mm. or the waka, and the karanga is like the petrol in the waka, I guess. Mm. To get us there, to get us there and back. Oosh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Tienu
3: pairawate>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why it should be woman that carries out this tikanga and uh, we're seeing more and more nowadays that transgender people and uh, even males who are born male but are now female because of a certain operation are thinking that or believing that that gives them the ability to carry out karanga but to me unless the whare is there that's not the right license. Don't have the right license. Kia ora. And so I think that's a key message is for mm. then there are heaps of tikanga around protecting that vitality and protecting that ability to produce offspring, which is why I spows or, or advocate that young girls aren't put forward to do karanga. It's a little bit cutesy, I think, nowadays, where people are putting up young girls to do karanga so that we can say, oh look at that, oh you know, she's doing a karanga and kapahaka is also another culprit or <laughs> contextual culprit for karanga being utilised in ways that aren't necessarily, to me, traditionally full of integrity. Mm-hmm. So that's another tikanga around karanga, is that you need to protect the woman that's doing the karanga needs to protect her ability to produce offspring, which is why you know women who are menstruating don't normally karanga. At the end of the day, with modern technology, it's up to the woman to decide how she holds herself and what she does, the consequences for every decision we make. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, you wouldn't do a karanga if you were hapū or menstruating or trying to get pregnant or you know, you're in that phase of your life. So, you know, there are specific tikanga that are set aside or, or made by our tūpuna to protect us and to keep us safe.
1: Very clear yeah. and eloquent. Mm-hmm. Eloquent.
3: So if there were wahine out there who were wanting to get into karanga and had never been around that before, how would mm. they go? How would they go about that? How would they go the best doorway into karanga is te
2: reo. Because karanga is really expressing at the highest level your thoughts, your desire to monarchy your guests. Mm, yeah. And you want to use the best words from your internal dictionary, from your puna, kupu inside you mm. to do the best job possible. So, tereo is the best doorway to any of our tikanga. That's why don't and tikanga go hand in hand right. because without one, the other one is, is um, bereft or not as vital. So, te reo, learn to learn vocab. You can't be being around kuia and being in contexts where you hear karanga. So going to hui and just listening, to me that's the best advice for anybody who wants to get into it is go listen, be seen, that you're interested. Don't do anything until the time is right for you. In the meantime, just collect the little phrases you hear or add to your kupu and then it'll it'll be your turn. When they were, used to teach us back at Maungatautari and Pōhara, our quickly likes of Nana Lizzie, Nana Mura, Nana Oli, and people from Ngātikoroki and Waikato and Okawa will know those names. They used to say, because, you know, back in the day you didn't learn you were given a task and you did the task, mm-hmm. you carried it out when the time was right. <laughs> and so some of our aunties in that kind of grey area when the transmission of te reo was the haukotia that was cut off and then we started having to learn te reo and learn now tikanga in a book and in a wānanga, etc. So back in the day when it was our queerest time, some of our aunties used to ask them, so what, how do I know what words to say? <laughs> and the common response from our kuiki back in those days was, you'll know, (laughs) you'll know what the words are in the moment. And that just baffled everybody under the age of, Forty at that point, because to know the right words to say, you have to have a real rich vocabulary. And if you don't grow up in te reo and you had to learn to then all of that becomes you know new knowledge that you have to go and find. So you will know when the time is right. The way do I will come down you know <laughs> the way do I will lead you to the right words. It didn't really reach the generations below those old quickly, and that's really where we're at now. People's real ability determines the richness of. The vocabulary that comes
1: out in Karanga. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, kona tohu tohu, you know, fire, tereo, ite tuatahi. Mm. Even though rote learning can be a doorway into Karanga, but your best mm. bet is to metima takitia ko tereo. Te
2: mm. Yeah. Yeah, Rote learning is good in the the beginning times, especially for wahine, for women who are approaching that age where, you know, they're getting to that 60-ish age group and they're getting pushed forward to do the mahi. And if you haven't grown up in te and you're not confident, then you have to learn by rote. There's kind of no other way for that age group. And so there's a place for rote learning. I think the key for people like you, Thriael, who have grown up in Teel and you have that gift of having been through couldcopa immersion is for us and our generation who have a good command of Thel to then check our auntie's words mm. just really quietly and kind of secretly go up to them individually and check what their karanga might be and give them some pointers in terms of what the words are that they're using. Mm. And that could be a good way that we can bridge the gap between the generations because you don't want to have the mohi or, you know, know-it-all mm. young ones mm. saying, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, you're doing it wrong. Mm. When those people like me aren't available to go back at the drop of a hat to every single hui tangi on the marae so, we need to help the people that are there on the marae doing the do, representing the wider group.
1: Kia ora. just with the manaki of wahine that are starting off and aunties. Yeah, I've got a cousin, Tino Atahu Atanareo Karanga. She's got a beautiful voice for Karanga, she's very powerful, but she's a bit lacking in the te reo department. So, every now and again, I just pull her aside, you know. Quietly And just yeah. have a little chat And I'll say to oh, her, pai e kupu Yeah and she'll say mm-hmm. Oh ka pai mm-hmm. And then she'll use them Even though he hau, But more Yeah, heo, yeah. And she, she's Yeah
2: absolutely Yeah Trusty I trust, eh? High mm. trust. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need to build
1: Have you done a karanga yet Tario? Can't Are you nervous that you're going to be doing a karanga soon?
3: Oh, I'm not nervous I think I just I know it's coming, (laughs) so I've like, even though I've never done a karanga, everywhere I go for going to a kaipapa, I always try and think of something in my head just in case. Yep,
2: I get pushed forward. That's a good thing. Yeah. One thing for the um, younger generations like you, Tariol, is the vibration or the oro that you're choosing, the Mm. younger ones are choosing, are quite modern oro,
4: Mm. quite modern
2: sounds. And so I think what we need to try and do is to emulate as much as possible that traditional oro, that sound that our kuia would have let out in their day. Uh, so that we're not getting too Beyonce-ish in our uh, karanga. (laughs) And uh, I'm hearing that coming out in a lot of young women these days and got the trills going on and, you know, a different way of breathing. And it's about trying to sound really flash in terms of the model. But really the sound is the thing that carries the message. So the message should be the forefront of your mind, what you're wanting to impart, and then the sound is an enhancer. Not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: We're going onto a deeper level now of kōrero, uh-huh. but um, <laughs> um, I thought that because Oops, and, I, and I know that whakataitai or kapahaka has a lot to do with that. Fakarongoa mm. uh, no ki e nei te papahaka oh, and yeah. how they how they do their karanga mm. and they're using singing skills for projection of their karanga. And the um the te karanga oh, yeah. so some of them ngiteri, and they're like using a singing vibrato in their karanga. Yeah. Yeah yeah.
2: Yeah. And m- 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 te- te and,
1: yeah, and so you get countries. the link.
2: Yeah, the ihi comes into it when you're in a whakatai a context, I think. If you don't know what you should be doing, you get carried away with the ihi. So mm-hmm. you find, you know, you got on the Kapahaka stage you got Wahine Kai Karanga and pukana and then all the <laughs> action going on the side. And, <laughs> you know, I get taken aback, actually, when I see some of those <laughs> kaikarangas. And I think, oh, I feel sorry for our kuya <laughs> who most of them are gone. You know, <laughs> we, we've lost a lot of that old school kofatu um, kuya who <laughs> would have absolutely hated seeing that kind of thing and probably would have made them quite fearful about what the future holds for that, for that tikanga so I think we've got to just be a bit careful with the, mm. those things we we're moving in different circles and different contexts and I think we've always got to take it back to the um back to the source and try and get as pure to the source as we can
1: mm. I think people are going to be highly enriched with this yeah. session as with all the other turning up I've enjoyed this and we and again, as I've said on previous episodes, that this is somewhat of a taster. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we encourage you to talk to people in your fano, in your, your hapu, your iwi, your kaiako, uh, they could be friends, and this is to inspire fakaro within you and to invigorate you. I'm sure many of our lessons have been inspired. Yep. today, And I think we've touched on some things that you wouldn't normally talk about <laughs> mm. in a 101 class. Mm-hmm. So, emihiana, mihi te and I'm going to oh, hand yeah. it over to you and you can, any closing kupu, any fakaro kia Kia ora
2: kōrua. I did want to just touch briefly on confidence level. If you're confidence level is high and you've got the goods, you've got the type of voice that can carry a long distance and you've got the desire to represent a wider group, a community, a marae, a hapu and iwi, but then that's the first stage for getting into karanga.
4: Mm.
2: The tikanga and things you'll learn along the way, but I uh, can't really stress enough that te reo is the foundation and having some good, strong te reo will see you through. Your way to is right is a, is another key uh, message to make sure people get at the outset mm. is that you're thinking your thoughts need to be clear and if you're sick don't do it if you're feeling a bit a but sad don't do it don't do the karanga don't mm. don't reach into tikanga when you're not right in yourself. Uh, so that's one of the lessons that i'm hearing from our host of Pani and Kiritanga, actually mm. uh, who have imparted some of their experiences make sure you're right your way to it is right and then add to that the, the physical side of things your dress you know your punctuality your the words you use the type of sound you make all of those things you can practice mm-hmm. but you can't really practice the way to a stuff you have mm-hmm. to be uh, integrity in that respect so Kia ki koutou katoa and thank you for the opportunity to share some of these kōrero that our kui have put, in, put inside my heart and my mind to share mm-hmm. with you today.
1: Tēnā rāu atu okay. koe, te tuahinei māua e whakamānawa nui atu ana. Ki a koe, kia taunga manākitanga ki a koe, i roto i o mahi katoa. hārea ake nei me mihi o te pōhutikawa. Itenewa, a wā, e puāna mōhio a tōna wāra, me me no tōnu ana, anō, māku. Ka hito tōnu ki wā o <laughs> And to all of our listeners, Emi mihi ana katoa. Ko tātou tēnā ne, tāreo, Or as Tim would say, So tariol,
2: we. Tariol,
1: mm.
2: so I... when his button on his shirt was undone, and then he did it up again, yeah, that's when you might turn across and say kangangaro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're winning the kangangaro. you winning the ngangaro, um competition now. Kangangaro to hear me.
2: Yeah, Kai who wears shorts and then goes behind the bush and puts a uh, long and comes out.
1: Kanga- <laughs> well I remember my my kuya again one of her mates was another nanny and she used to like she knew Pe- hea- not but like one time she turned up and uh um we went to who she had a black panekotion on with um white polka dots these little white polka
4: dots
2: oh,
1: yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, no specks of colour, no, no. no gold little uh, fancy <laughs> trim.
1: Tēnā rawatū koe tūheni, i korua. I thoroughly enjoyed it Because she was so busy I felt we needed to let her go But I think we talked about enough In that 35, 40 minutes Whatever it was Mm. And
3: that's
1: her holistic thinking about karanga So I think we got a bit more Than you get with somebody else Talking about karangas as we just didn't talk about the tikanga of karanga, talked about some of the deeper things, particularly the wairua tanga, mm. spirituality and I, I like the kōrero about the oro, yep. the, the vibrations, vibrations and the and sounds
3: the and things like
1: that and transcending yeah, yeah. realms. Transcending
3: realms. <sighs> I'm still like coming to terms with all the kōrero.
1: Well, hei did, i that's a really good resource, Yeah, as are all the podcasts we've mm. done, but Hey, na right. I I mahi. Mm. Karanga. So there was some really good kōrero in there. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yep.
1: And I thought she'd done very well speaking in Bākehā. I know. I was
3: like, it's weird hearing her speak English. Yeah, and it was actually <laughs> talking was to her in
1: English. <laughs> I think that's the most English we've ever spoken to one another. So to all of you that are listening... Yeah, that's the most English I've ever spoken with partner. Te no hua mawa, we speak Māori. Yeah. So I, th- I think even that getting her to speak English, <laughs> in case to <the> show. <laughs> yeah, lucky she did, because yeah. she could have said no. But I think even though she spoke in English, it was still from a Māori worldview, and it was still whakaro Māori. Right. Nai I pai ai um. Hawata is Hikaka no Hau, Hikaka no waho. Composed by Hohepatami Hanna. Oh. Aye. Another one of his waiata, oh, And this was composed for the group you know, I could me hinu kya wa kia maimwa, teropu Mai maimua. Te ah, mai oh, yeah. But this um, it was composed for
3: Aria no. Aria Oh
1: hey. Yeah Oh true So this was composed <laughs> as a wayata for them Yeah And still cool. a very popular wayata mm-hmm. Yeah I think that Aria And I think Ngauru Fetu Was the other group Oh yeah They paved the way for some of the Definitely Yeah um, These uh, Ropu wayata Māori te neewa, Along with the long history of, yeah, of yeah. groups that have you know, sangwaiata Māori from way back, but yeah, this song was from the time of Aria, Te tata te waiate e te iwi, He kākanoa hau.
5: He kā My language is my strength. of grace my pride on our
3: wayata and our show for the week.
1: Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed the kōrero and yeah. the waiata. Hey, tautoko ko inga kōrero. And I think that was quite appropriate. Rangi Aotea. Hei kākanoā i rui a mai rangi Aotea. And that again is a whakatauki. Koina. Kangangaro.
3: Kangangaro.
1: Yeah. No, that wasn't really right yeah. now we used it, but I think we just wanted to plug we it in there,
3: right? Check chuck it in there.
1: Kia kākou, tau katoa. E iwi, it is with heavy heart.
3: <laughs>
1: that... I must say farewell, or we must to Tariol, but she is moving on. Yeah. So this was her last episode of taringa with us. No re ta Tariol uh, nae na tu ana na taua na tenei kau papa ifakarewa irunga inga iri iri rangi iri upurangi rangi <laughs> nga yeah. iri upu yeah. <laughs> ka o irunga iri rangi o te ipurangi rangi mm-hmm. no re tenei ewe Thank you very, very much for your contribution you've made to Taringa and also to Te Reo Māori i roto i tēnei kaupapa me ngā kaupapa katoa i konei i te ipurei, i te Good <laughs> God. Ngā kaupapa katoa i konei i te ipurau uh, i i te maru o te wānanga o te So thank you very, very much. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure he's gonna take your place, Tariao, at the mm. moment, but um, e mihi ana. <laughs> And I'll let Tariel say goodbye to everybody, but before she does, I just wanna say that we're gonna put together a bit of a I don't know if it's a montage, but it's a mishmash Death. of <laughs> 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 it's a mishmash of funny moments on on the thirty or so episodes that we've done on Taringa. So yeah, stay tuned oh, for yes. that. That'll be
3: interesting.
1: Hoyanokea quit, done y'all.
3: Senora I just wanna thank everybody for putting up with me over these last thirty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> My ditziness and all. But if anyone wants to take over, send your CVs into Prawni <laughs> 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 yeah, nah, thank you. Kate Tsungane and to Morgan and the team who've worked so hard. Yeah. Over these last few months, putting it all together mm-hmm. and doing all the behind the scenes things and it's come a me. long way, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that we've come this far. So. Yeah. <laughs> he What are you gonna miss most?
3: Te noho te Yeah. Getting to talk to our kai or that we get in. Mhm. Yeah.
1: That's definitely a highlight. Yep. I know some people I've got messages from Or that I see, you know, they listen to yeah. Taringa, they say Oh, it just sounds like you guys are just sitting there Talking, and I'm like, <laughs> we <yeah>. are <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's what has made Taringa success o te re re yeah. yep. So, e tika taku korea taku koreanga, miss you On here yeah. uh, engari, you know, when you get ungi ungi.
3: Yes, yeah, I'll yeah, be
1: back. Exactly. Or you can just push play. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Might not want well,
1: me <laughs> And listen to any
4: of
3: the episodes
1: we've done. Um no e mihi Hmm, <they're
3: not>
4: <laughs>
1: Oh, you should, you should have recorded that. Oh. <laughs> They you do you want a piece of armpit? Yeah, you want, you I want don't. a bit of my armpit? <laughs> Even if it was shaved, I wouldn't want a bit of your armpit. It's Tariwa. Tariya, I was see. I nearly said Tariwa. I nearly <laughs> must pronounce oh, their names. Tariwa. <laughs> this sounds quite cool, actually. Might be a name for something
3: else. So that's our first podcast for the week. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Code we gotta get the close, everybody, get the close, everybody, can move that body, can
1: move body te wānanga o Aotearoa. To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa.